everyone, and welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we are playing every single game on the Wii U catalog. Who asked us to do it? Nobody. Who's stopping us? Nobody. We're just going to do it. Uh, we're playing all of them, and uh, we're, we found a couple of weird little indie games to play today that no one's heard of. Tiny little things, uh, almost anonymous. Sure. Uh, and my name is Steve Guntley. Hello, I'm Digging Random Holes. <laughs> uh, my name is Woody Siskowski. I'm, I'm excited to be here. These are kind of... Uh, this is what I sign up for, you know? Yeah, this is, this this is, is the sweet spot. This is, you never know what you're going to get. As Forrest Gump would say... And often did. And often did, I like shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> shrimpy shrimp shrimp. Shrimpy shrimp shrimp. tastes shrimp. good yep. going in my belly. That's yep. the probably the most famous quote from that movie. Mm -hmm. Forrest shrimp. Forrest shrimp, it's yeah. called. Yeah, it's when a good one. When we went to Hawaii, mm -hmm. I Forrest Gump, one of my favorite movies growing up, I have... Not watched it in a long time as a deliberate choice. Probably because it's nice to just have it sit warmly in your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good-hearted movie. Sure, um, sure. Um, but I did not know that there was an actual Bubba Gum Shrimp restaurant. That's um, like far outlasted the legacy of the movie. Sure, I think which is like one of those movies that was a massive, massive hit and in its time. And now I think people are just kind of embarrassed by it. A, a little bit. It's yeah. definitely had a bit of a backswing. Um, but I made my parents go to that restaurant two days in a row because oh I was so gosh darn excited. And I have no idea anymore if that restaurant is actually good or if I was just hoodwinked by merchandising. <laughs> I mean, it still it's, exists, so, okay. like, it must be good, sure. right? Like, people must like the shrimp. I couldn't tell you. I don't like seafood at all, so, like, okay. that isn't really going to do it. I remember, like, they served it to you in, like, rolled-up newspaper, which is obviously, like, you know, a very oh, yeah. corporate branding thing, oh, but yeah. it seems very fun and sort of rust-buckety. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Anyway, I mean, you've been out hungry. on a you've been out on a boat. <laughs> That's so, like, true. I was on a boat. just eating what you caught. You know? Yeah, yeah. We, we did pull up a rope, and there were a bunch of, you like... You ate the rope. <laughs> yeah, we ate the rope. There was a bunch of weird, like, um, sort of tentacly things that kind of look like crab claws. I'm like, what oh. the hell are these? And it turned out they were baby shrimps. Oh, wow. So okay. We just, we just chowed down on some baby shrimps. There no, we, we didn't. They were, <laughs> very, they were very devoid of meat. They yeah. would essentially be like eating miniature sticks. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that does not sound tasty. No. Uh, but, you know, shrimp doesn't sound tasty to no. me either. So Fair. I don't know. I might sooner eat a stick. Are you, is know. there any shellfish that you enjoy? N none that I've uh, found. Have you had crab before? I've had crab. It's fine. I've had lobster. It's fine. Like, okay. But they're just never things that I would crave. I don't okay. know. There are, there are a handful of seafood dishes. Like I could eat salmon if it's like, Oh sure. A Salmon's way. just like, objectively delicious. It's just a good know. tasty meat that doesn't really taste. Super I, I, I only draw the, I, I draw the line at, uh, Oysters and clams, I have a lot of trouble Can't with. Can't do it. It, it, it. More of a texture thing yeah. than anything else. It's too yeah. reminiscent of boogers. It is too reminiscent yeah. of boogers. Yeah. If I wanted to eat boogers, I know where to go. Yeah, we have an know. infinite source. We, have, we, we keep making them for free. Yeah. There's no effort. Yeah, get ready for our next podcast after this, where we discuss the various tastes and palates <laughs> of our boogers. And then uh, after that, oh, it looks like we are canceled from ever recording things ever again. We are exactly. not allowed to have a show anymore. So We're sad. no longer allowed to speak or show our faces in public. Like, no, no, I think uh, I think I agree with that ruling. Sure. It's a fair ruling. I mean, so many layers and themes have been done on podcasting. I don't know if there has yet been an all booger podcast. I would hope not. Okay. I would really hope not. I would like to think TM, 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 TM. Okay, all yours, all yours. You can have it. Okay. You can have it. Uh, in case you can't tell what we're actually talking about this episode. Uh, talking I about mean, boogers. You know, hey, we're talking about something else you can dig, uh, oh. which is uh, dirt and resources in yep. these two independent games. One yep. of them is called Terraria. And the other one is the SteamWorld Collection, which includes two games, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist. So mm -hmm. we're talking about a lot of digging, a lot yep. of digging this episode. Uh, I put these together just kind of as like, all right, these are indie games that we can lump together and talk about. But uh, I didn't realize how thematically appropriate it would be. And I'm also glad that we didn't have to talk about Terraria on its own because it's very yeah. similar to our Minecraft episode. To where, the degree where, like, I almost crammed it in on that episode, right. but we had a lot to cover yeah, already with that. But it's so odd that those games are, you know, massive, massive, giant hits to the largest possible degree that a game could be a hit. Yeah, and I am still utterly baffled by them. Just and completely, it feels like, very over weird. Because, yeah. like, I've played. Like, you're like five year olds are like really into this game, and yeah. like I can't figure out how to like 
make a goddamn workbench. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that makes me feel the generation gap uh-huh. most acutely. Which is, you know, as as Forrest Gump would tell us, like that is probably the thing that really triggers you. Like that's a very triggering emotion when something yeah. comes up and it makes you feel old. It's yeah. hard not to respond with anger. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is a very common theme in America and probably in the world in general. I mean, I can imagine Forrest Gump just saying shrimp, 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 shrimp goes in my belly, yummy, yum, yum, like to that. But angrily, in his angry voice. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he says it like 13 times in that movie, Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we get started talking about these games, what else are you playing right now? Because I've got some big ones. Whoa. Um, Well, I have perhaps the biggest one of all. (laughs) As discussed, I was on a boat. Yes. So what better game to play on your boat where you bring your 3ds because you mm-hmm. don't want to drop your steam deck into the salt water good, good call. um i've probably i maybe have talked about this game before but like this is low-key one of my like games i've played the most and like i never remember until i actually start playing it i'm like this game's awesome uh pocket card jockey pocket for, card jockey for rules. 3ds is like solitaire plus horse racing it's so um, bizarre designed by game freak the pokemon guys and um, so you just sort of you pick a horse with uh, speed and stamina, and then you kind of play this simplified version of solitaire and mm-hmm. the horse race, where you're kind of just um, hitting adjacent, you know, numerically adjacent cards, but you can go both up and down. Yeah. So you kind of have to plan your moves a little bit to free up cards for the next ones, and it's it just works really well because there's like a speed pressure, but then also you have to think about it with a little bit of accuracy. And then as you do better in the races, your horses level up and eventually they mature and you can win higher difficulty uh, events. And then when you have a few horses that have matured enough, you send them out to the farm where they can breed and make new, better horses for your profit. So there's like a little bit of uh, Pokemon in mm -hmm. there. There's a little bit of like Stardew Valley. There's a little bit of solitaire. And then there's horse racing. There's a lot of solitaire. It's it's a very odd, uh, weirdly kind of perfect little game. Yeah, it works. It just works really, really well on the 3DS because, you know, part of being on a sailboat is most of the time it's very boring, but occasionally they're like, okay, we're doing this ornate thing with the sails. Like, come up here and help us move, pull all these ropes yeah so you kind of need a game that you can just jump in and out of and yeah. pocket car jockey like even the longer races take about three minutes yeah yeah so. it's a very like quick like yeah, fast-paced I think that game. that game is only on the 3ds it is so for the talk of thing those stores closing like that's the game to get yeah, yeah, before that closes down completely, yeah, I would, grab that one. Yeah, pocket and card What's the jockey. weird one with, like, the dog uh, selling you things? Oh, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball? That's a weird one, That's too. such a weird game. It is very like, unique, That game makes though. me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the premise of the... I haven't... I just want to talk about this game, because this Please. game is crazy. It is nuts. Um, like, it's essentially a minigame collection, but, like, the game is you haggling with this dog mm-hmm. over, like, real money. Like, he will sell you mini games from the eShop to add, but, like, you can haggle with him to buy them for cheaper. Yeah. Again, using real money. And if you haggle him down enough, he will, like, be sad about his family. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, you're like, this is kind of, it's like, it's almost like this cute, um, sort of cartoony game that almost has like this papers please vibe to it, kinda. <laughs> and then you just play these weird sort of WarioWare style mini games. It it is truly one of the weird games. I don't think I've ever spent any money on it because like the games are not amazing. You, no, they're not. They're very. They're almost like Game and Watch level like simplicity mini games. Most of which are t-ball based. You know. Yeah. It's, like, it's not, but it, it is weirdly kind of an engrossing game for all that. Yeah. You know? It's it's just such a strange thing that probably will not show up on any other consoles. But no. I hope that Pocket Card Jockey does. Like I hope so. I, I think that would make a good fit on the Switch. Yeah, as like just like a free great on online game. You know, just like just give it to people. Because I mean, the touchscreen is essential, but a Switch has. It and I don't know why you would ever play pocket card jockey not in handheld mode. Yeah, yeah. Can't imagine a reason why. Yeah. Uh, well, my big news is that I finally got a PS5. Whoa, Very the longest exciting. saga. It is a weirdly long saga. I had one on order, and then the, the company canceled it on the very last minute. It was all very annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I finally was able to get a hold of one, and I am really enjoying it. I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my first game. Well, no, technically, my first game was uh, Astro's Playroom, which oh, is a sure. 
free platformer that comes uh, pre-installed on the PS5. Uh, it's like a two-hour game that's kind of just like a tech demo for explaining how the controller works and the new features I of the PS5. I really like this kind of trend that uh, developers seem to be doing where they will kind of do a tech demo-y game. Yeah. The Steam Deck had one, too, called, like... Uh, Aperture Desk Simulator that oh, takes sure. place in the portal world, and you have this goofy robot who's trying to design turrets out of toilets. Okay. And, you you know, it shows, like, the gyro features and the touch screens, and so, like, that's just a really cool way as opposed to, like, having someone just explain what all the features of your console are to actually yeah. show them in action. I mean, you Astro's Playroom is kind of just a really short, really simple, but utterly charming fast-paced little platform game uh you know the the you get different suits that you get to try out that are going to use like the tilt function like you'll need to use like springs okay. or, or there's a, a dk king of swing style like Fun. mini game with the the triggers you know uh and it, there's and then the whole time the other astro bots are just kind of doing business in the background sure, kind of like business. minions but they're all like paying homage to PlayStation games. Like, oh, they'll be cute. in the corner, like, uh, reenacting Parappa the Rapper, <laughs> or they'll be, like, climbing up something like an Uncharted. Like, they're doing all these little cutesy business in the background. There are four levels, and each one is themed around a different one of the four PlayStation consoles, so there's different oh, music. Oh, that's really fun. They create, like, spa music out of the PS3 sound, like, that boots up. You yeah. know, it, it's just a lot of really clever little business. It didn't need to be this fun. Right. And I like that they gave you that little extra bit of effort. And you and, were uh, kind of saying, like, like the the control the PS5 controller is almost the main attraction it's so to, cool. to the console. It's this gorgeous like, little like uh, sleek design. It's got a very responsive touchpad, which I I was kind of mixed in the touchpad on the PS4, but right. here it really kind of pulls its weight. And it's just got like all these different haptic feedback sensors, so you're feeling every little vibration. It's very immersive and uh, very responsive kind of motion controls. It's got a microphone built in that you could silence at any time. Oh, nice. uh, like it's just a well-designed little controller and I'm a controller geek. So yeah. uh, this one's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Horizon so far has been gorgeous. Uh, really kind of amazing, really pushing the power and it goes so fast, which is such like the like, load times. Like the load stuff. times are like nothing oh, for a awesome. very advanced kind of looking game. And yeah. I just know playing this on PS4, this would be like 30, 45 seconds. Like, <laughs> Well, that's why. That's why I had to pawn off my PS4 copy of Elden Ring on you. Yeah, because it was like a game you die a lot in, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna wait a uh, 40 seconds to load again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but you could, yeah, you got the upgrade for that. So yes, yeah. Should. So I'm gonna be playing a little Elden Ring once I'm done with this. I'm gonna be playing some Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to pick up Death Loop. A couple of oh, other yeah, games that I keep hearing really are really cool. good. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, it, it's been a fun little toy. I'm looking forward to playing it more. I suppose that is, you know, the the one advantage of a system that takes you a year to get. Yeah. Like after you decide, after you decide, decide. Okay, I'm ready to get this system because yeah. you and I, there's there's a point. We're not usually like launch day. People. No, I'm not a day one. There's adopter a point where now. you're like, there is enough games on here that I'm ready. And I felt like you hit that point like six months ago. Yeah. And then since then, there's been more games. Yeah. yeah so exactly. like you, like, you really have a lot to dig into. And there's more coming now. Like you know, people yeah. are starting to get a hold of this <laughs> damn thing. Sort this of. Which weird is just unicorn insane. of a system that was so hard to find. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen one in person, like having it in my house after waiting a, a ridiculously long time. It's easy to forget this system has been out for two years. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, but either way, I'm excited to dig into it a little Speaking deeper. Speaking of digging into S stuff a little deeper. What a good segue. Yeah. We are good podcasters. Uh, let's start with our first game today, Terraria. Terraria was released June 16th, 2016, developed by ReLogic and published by 505 Games. It's also released on everything else, everything else that exists. You can probably play this on your toaster. You can play it on your toaster. It's definitely on your phone, which is probably how most people sure. have played this game. Uh, so this is a game where you get a bunch of reptiles and like land creatures mm -hmm. and you like put them up in your house and you just look at them, right? You set up a heat lamp. Yeah. Uh, you put a branch at the bottom of it. Uh, and then and you uh, like you creep out it. your kid's sister by like putting this little uh, chameleon down her shirt. Yeah. Like yeah. That you, kind of you, stuff. you pull out lizard skins uh -huh. and uh, replace them when they die every week. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Super fun. It's Great the joy hobby. of Terraria. Exactly. 
A little bit about this company. ReLogic is a tiny little company founded in the humorously titled city of Lloyd's Knobs, Indiana. I think that's it. Like Lloyd's Knobs. <laughs> All right, everyone. Add that to your comedy polls. Yeah. Right next to Walla Walla and Hell, Michigan. Yeah, and Cucamonga. Uh, yeah. yeah, you've all been uh, usurped by Lloyd's Knobs, yeah. Indiana. What? Okay. Hmm. Do we know the origins of Lloyd's Knobs? No, and I almost meant to look it up. Just okay. I like, kind of prefer not knowing. Yeah. Because you just imagine. I like to think it's a like, guy named Lloyd who has a bunch of tumors. <laughs> like, yeah. And he named the city after his knobs. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Uh, but the company was founded by a developer named Andrew Spinks, who founded uh, ReLogic specifically to develop Terraria. Spinks at this time was best known for developing a very popular fan game called Super Mario X, which... Okay. Uh, Sort of made it sort of skirted around Nintendo's usury laws and uh, uh, found an audience that still kind of exists today. People right. play Super Mario X. Uh, Spinks was inspired by Minecraft. Would you believe well, that? I, I that would. He was inspired by Minecraft. I, when by expired, game? we mean put, took we all took, the ideas from. Yeah. yeah. But he also games like Super Metroid and Castlevania 4. Uh, the team at ReLogic initially consisted of only three people, and production was completed in a mere five months. Wow. So this game came out on Windows platforms in 2011, around the height of Minecraft madness, and it quickly found an audience. The title was later released DRM-free on online stores like GOG in 2014, which only helped its popularity, and the release of the mobile version later that same year skyrocketed sales to the point where this modest little indie game that only took five months for three people is now the ninth best-selling video game of all time. That all is time. Crazy. crazy. This game also, it probably is like the second most profitable game of all time like it must because like, this cost nothing. so little like yeah you have to say like a grand theft auto 5 is usually on the top of this sure. list but it costs 200 million dollars to make so like yeah, all of that is being taken out after this and this game this probably cost such a hundred thousand at most at most yeah. yeah and i'm sure there's more money going into it now but still it's crazy how uh successful this is 44 million copies of this game have been sold and counting. This wow. is growing all the time. It's still a popular game. I mean, yeah, and similar to Minecraft, it's just, it's sort of timeless in its themes. And yeah. it just has gotten unending support from the developers since it's been, and, you know, I guess more importantly, like for this type of game, community members just build stuff and make new features and you can download worlds from anyone. Yeah. So like, if you were into this game, like if you get into this game at any time and enjoy it, like you'll never run out of stuff to do in it. No. But. And I think the style of both this and Minecraft are kind of crucial to their success because it does have a distinct look and it has kind of a distinct aesthetic, but it's also by nature, these are blank slates right. uh, because you need to be able to build it all whole cloth. So the mythology sort of developed around the fan community in an interesting way for both of these games. Hmm. Uh, weirdly, for a game as successful as this, it has never had a sequel. Uh, there was a follow-up game called Terraria Otherworlds that was in development as of 2015 uh, with a planned release of later that year. And this was going to be more of like a tower defense slash strategy huh. RPG kind of game that still used some of the crafting elements that you find in this game. But, but like, there's a couple reasons, like... If you were, how do you make a sequel for this kind of game? Like, that's the thing. And it's the same with Minecraft. Like, obviously, Minecraft 2 would sell a billion copies, but like, what do you put in that game? Because people who've created have already put everything in that game. And you're kind like, of just constantly evolving the first one, you know? Yeah. You're just patching it and patching it. And, and I think you're that, still making millions upon millions of dollars every month from people buying copies of it. Yeah. So, like, why? bother making a sequel and i think that's the problem they ran into this was de delayed for years and then finally in 2018 they canceled it officially saying that they just never they just never quite got it right yeah they just never figured out how to crack it a terraria 2 was announced as far back as 2013 and according to the developers that is a different game than other worlds was going to be okay and apparently it's still in some form of development but i wouldn't be surprised if they just never release a proper numbered sequel and just let it keep growing the way it has. Yeah. Um, so there is a plot to this game. Terraria, it was initially plotless, but ReLogic kind of codified some of its lore to correspond with the game's eighth anniversary in 2019. And it's surprisingly weird. <laughs> uh, so the world of Terraria was cr created by a t coalition of elder gods who were experimenting with different types and regions. Some of these lands had different defense mechanisms built in, but those became sentient and started corrupting the land. Okay. So there are three different biomes in this game that are inaccessible. There's the one called Corruption, one called Crimson, and one called The Hollow. 
where basically like living on it is inaccessible like sure. it'll it'll gradually creep into your land and corrupt yeah the land it's the creep uh when you play zerg in starcraft exactly yeah exactly it's zerg creep uh hundreds of years in the past though the elder god cthulhu yes that cthulhu <laughs> arrived no, in not, Terer, to be, not to confused. be confused cthulhu well, apple bomb yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> the elder god he arrives in terraria seeking to control its malevolent powers and cthulhu was eventually defeated by a magical race called the dryads who created Powerful auto artifacts out of Cthulhu's eyes, brain, and skeleton after defeating him. But the Dryads were almost all killed in the encounter. There's now only one Dryad left in all of existence, and it has gone dormant, ready to rise again when and if Cthulhu ever returns, which might be happening soon because there's an evil cult that wants to uh, bring the Dark Lord back from Darn the Darn those evil cults. Oh, always popping worst. up. And so they need your character, who's simply called the Terrarian. You can name him whatever you want. Uh, and they must now uh, quest to stop all these cultists, fight a bunch of bosses, and stop Cthulhu. Like, that's all in this game, but it, this is primarily like a house-building simulator. But yeah, that, that shoehorned in eight years after this game came out. Exactly. And you, you, that kind of you can tell, because this game, if you were just to look at it, like it does not seem very dark in its aesthetic at no, all. Like, no, it doesn't really seem to mesh with that at all. It's kind of like light and tinkly uh, 8-bit music and the yep. little like, Your characters kind playing. of look like, uh, you know, sprites from Final Fantasy IV or yeah. something, but less le- with le- a little less personality. A little there's, bit. There's a very rudimentary-like character creation at the start where you can give them a funny haircut and color all their, their shoes. Sure, yeah. Um, and then, you know, similar to Minecraft, you're just kind of tossed in there's only really one mode in this game, yeah. Which is, I guess, the game mode. I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to you say. You create it, but a world, you walk around, you do things. Yeah, small, this medium, is, of large. This is like if you're not familiar, this is just 2D Minecraft. That it is really seems all like it. it really is, and it's hard because like this is this is I said like it feels weird to talk about this game because like millions of people play this game and like here we are trying to explain it, whereas like we know. We know less about it than the average child on the street. Yeah, exactly. But I imagine, you know, when you get into the nitty gritty, there's many meaningful differences from this and Minecraft. But to the uneducated old man naked eye that you and I both possess, Mm -hmm. we share one old man naked eye between us. Yeah, yeah. Um, We need to get some more old man naked eyes. We do, but, you know, inflation is a bitch. It it really (laughs) is. Oh, man. And so, like... Yeah, you start out, you're just in this open area, and you have an axe and a sword, and then you you hit the trees to get the wood. Um, And you hit the rocks to get the rocks. And you hit the enemies to get the goo. And then eventually nightfall comes, and zombies come and attack you. So you need to build a house um, using a very pretty simple and intuitive building mechanism like yeah, i think it's fairly it's it's fairly easy to use you just kind of like point your cursor and hold the r trigger and it will uh build it, it the takes character a few will seconds. kind of just rotate his arm around yeah holding a piece of wood windmilling yeah and, and then w- uh, a wall will appear in the sky sure and uh then you can make a little door it i don't know and i just bump up against so many of the same things that i do with minecraft where which for people who haven't listened to that episode we 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 both kind of came down on like we admire what Minecraft is and what it's capable of and what it's achieved. And we're, we're glad that it's the top selling yeah, game of all time. Glad like, that it exists, but it's also kind of in this weird nebulous zone that neither of us really connect with. Like it's yeah. it's not the type of game that either of us really get into. Yeah, we I think we both have trouble with the make your own fun genre of games. Yeah, I think me especially. And these games really subscribe to that. Like when you boot in, there's a little guide there who like give you some basic tips. He's like, build a house, get more resources. Yeah. And then you kind of just explore. But none of that story comes out to the forefront from the beginning. Not really. There's not like, and you know, I, I hate to be saying this, but there's not like some bullshit, like go kill all the rats in my cellar type of quest, which I almost wish there was like, just, maybe just like because the mechanics are not too terribly confusing but i think we they're are they're certainly missing, not well explained but we are missing like a a reason to care right like we are missing kind of an engagement you know like and i felt the same thing with minecraft when it just drops you in the world and says all right have fun like i i think i need a little bit more uh uh forward momentum like right and because yeah. the house that you may i guess it's like animal crossing like that gives you some kind of something because you've played yeah. you paid tom nook this tons of money to then you have to pay him back 
So that's like, a okay, goal. That's something that you can It's something, work even though at its core, like, that game's just about kind of dicking around and making your house cute. Exactly. Whereas this, that goal is just kind of hidden, and, like, I, I really like old-school pixel graphics, but to me, like, this game is not very visually appealing. It, I think it's less visually appealing than Minecraft, because Minecraft is more distinct-looking, like, Weirdly, like, yeah, it's it's uglier but more appealing in a weird yeah, way. Minecraft like, is, yeah, think, Minecraft yeah. looks, like, this game looks pretty clean. Sure. But, like, it just kind of looks like so many 16-bit, 8-bit, 16-bit indie game throwbacks that if you just showed me a screenshot of it, but like, I don't know. Yeah, and that, it, that's usually kind of catnip for you, too. Yeah. But, like... Whereas Minecraft, like, you can tell... When a you can tell a Minecraft screenshot. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah, you'll never uh, uh, not be able to tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate there's a lot going on here. I think the big difference between Terraria and Minecraft is there's more of an emphasis on combat and adventuring, exploring. There are boss yeah. battles in this that you need to... Sometimes they're mandatory, in order, if you want to be able to progress through the game, you'll need to dig into a cave and find this boss, and they'll give you some rare items if you're and able to I, take I, I them out. I think this stuff exists in Minecraft too, but this game puts it a little more... It's a little more or, forefront, yeah. yeah. And you can... The, the Multiplayer is a big focus of this game. You can invite friends over into your land to help you go questing. Like, that would be pretty fun, mm -hmm. I think, you know? Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, in our brief little playthrough, I acknowledge that we're not getting right. to the core of the gameplay. And it's the same problem we have with Minecraft. Like... We cannot uh, really get a sense of this game until we've been playing it for hours and hours, but I don't really want to play this for hours that, and hours. That's where I come down. I feel like, oh, we should play this a little more to sort of get it, but, like, the playing of it just kind of frustrates me. And, and I'm kind I, of okay not getting it. Yeah, I, I've come down there, too. And it's like, okay, well, let's talk a little bit. So this is on the Wii U, obviously, because yeah. mm -hmm. it's a Wii U program. Yeah. Um, and it feels weird to play this on the TV. Like, uh, this was designed for, you know, devices that you hold much closer to your face. Yes. Like a computer or a phone, um, or probably very good mm. on the Switch. Yeah. And so to see it on the TV, everything seems very small. Um, so you're probably playing it on the gamepad a lot. But I had a lot of trouble with the way the inventory kind of swaps between being a touch screen and you know using control pad to select things yeah i find myself jumping around into different inventory menus a lot and i mean inventory management is usually the kind of thing that like once you get it it's not a problem because yeah. you're just like yeah this is how the game lays it out and i'm sure you can get to that point with this game but i don't think it does a very good job initially laying that inventory out like the crafting no. table that is sort of an essential first build item like is not on the initial inventory like you no. have to go to like side pages yeah yeah it, it's just all kind of a little bit too much work to be engaging for me i know uh, and, and again i guess it i always assumed that kids didn't like work but like this proves kids love work, kids love work. it's once they you get into your busy. 30s you, that's when work starts, and you're like, oh, no more work. Yeah, that's right. when work sucks, I know. Yeah. She left me roses by the stairs. Surprises <laughs> let me know she cares. And then, like, and then the other thing we bumped up against is you built a very nice house, Steve, with featuring a door. And, and other uh, and, and a table. Uh, other. Not just feature. I think that door was like the centerpiece <laughs> of my little hut mud hovel. Uh, I think it really tied the whole room together. But then we couldn't figure out like how to go to sleep. You had to build a bed to go to sleep. You, it, yeah, we were looking that, this up. Like, you you need like what a, a, a loom, loom and a sawmill and then a bunch of silk that we can loom into uh, uh, sheets. And so now you're just stuck in the house for however long nighttime lasts, which I don't know, eight minutes maybe? Yeah, ten, a, ten while, minutes. a while, a while. like, there's no way to fast forward it, and, like, but if you go outside, like, you're going to be attacked by a bunch of zombies and you just have shitty equipment. Yeah. It was really weird. I'm like, does this game just want me to go, like, make myself a sandwich? Like, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's I guess you play it on your phone and you just set your phone down and resume watching the show you're watching. Yeah, ta like, that, that's a good time to get your crafting done, I yeah. guess. You just, like, sit and do it all But you can only then, craft things in your home. Like, yeah. you can't craft, like. Oh, no, you can craft anywhere. No, I know, but you're stuck in your home is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, like, you couldn't build a new home, a new smaller home within within your home. Uh, right. Micro home. I mean, I guess the other feature here, that which we didn't really get to, is that uh, you can attract NPCs to your house. Yeah. 
uh, if you make a room for them and kind of put in background like walls and kind of reach a certain is, level of wealth, you can get a merchant, you can get like a zoologist, you can get we, different people. Who which will is help funny, you. like they'll only come to your home if you have like a torch in there and a chair and like, you and, know, at night, like there's a bunch of zombies going around, right? Why don't yeah. you come like be in my house? And you're like, yeah, there's no chair in there. Uh, like, I'll, t- yeah. I'll take my chances out here with the zombies. I, I, out here, I've got a torch, you yeah, know? That's the exactly. thing. I, I, I think I'd, I'd rather stay in there. The I got to shit on the floor. Uh, uh, that's bad for my bunions. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. I my don't knobs. Know. Yeah, my <laughs> knobs are hurting. Yeah, yeah, my Lloyd's knobs, they're flared up. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I like that element that you can attract other people to your little house. You can build a complex. You can build a little kind of town if you yeah, need to. Yeah, and by doing different accomplishments, you'll attract different people. Like if you have explosives in your house, the bombardier will come visit you. Yeah. And if you kill a bunch of enemies, the dryad will come visit you. I don't like so there's, again, there's a great deal of depth here. There's mm-hmm. a great deal to appreciate. And like, I, I think it's generally well constructed. It's just kind of not for me. Our rating of this game is question mark. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> again, I, I feel like I'm in the same sort of like weird place I was with Minecraft where I just, uh, I have to acknowledge the craft here. I just can't really get on board. Like, so my objective opinions feel sort of, uh, uh irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to something that probably needs uh, a little bit I guess more we're saying spotlight shown on it. If you're like us and you're like, what the hell is Terraria? Might I be into that? You're probably, probably not. not. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. If you were into Terraria, you'd be playing Terraria already. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, but this one needs a little bit more attention, I think. The SteamWorld Collection. This was released November 1st, 2016. Developed by Image and Form and published by Rising Star. This collection is a Wii U exclusive, but the individual games are available most places. On a bunch of stuff. And I remember playing uh, SteamWorld Dig on the 3DS. Yeah. Which good, is, good was a great place for, for it, yeah. Uh, so the SteamWorld series, it was created by Swedish developers Image and Form. The first game that came out was 2011 SteamWorld Tower Defense for the Nintendo DSi, which actually I think makes this the most noteworthy series to originate on the DSi. I'm sure. We talked about it briefly in our uh, Patreon episode about Wario. It was the okay, worst yeah. WarioWare game oh, by far. on the DSi. Yeah. Uh, so not a great console, but it gave us SteamWorld, so I'm happy about that. Though I can't imagine. It's not like the success of SteamWorld Tower Defense catapulted the series. Like, no, it was, was clear the they breakout. were going to make... I'm sure they were already working on Dig, which essentially feels like the first game in the series. It and they're like, does. I don't know, let's put let's make this tower defense game. It's kind of like a proof of concept yeah. and sort of to introduce people to the idea of this world, which is uh full of robot cowboys. It's like very charming. Steam-powered robot cowboys. It's a great little uh concept. So their follow-up game, which was 2013, SteamWorld Dig, a colon, a fistful of dirt, uh, <laughs> that was much more impactful. That game was kind of a small-scale indie hit. It earned a lot of critical acclaim, and it gave them the runway to kind of expand on the series. So the thing that's notable about this franchise is that each game in it is kind of an entirely different genre. Yeah, uh, Which like is cool, Steam with the exception World... of SteamWorld Dig 2, which is basically just a direct follow-up of Dig. Yeah. They're They're, they're like genres. all spin-offs. They kind of like, are, yeah. Of, so we have of a, nothing, really. We have a tower defense game to start with, yeah. and it's like a platformer action kind of Metroidvania yeah. style. Then we have a, a stealth, strategy RPG. tactical game. And then we have a deck-building RPG oh, that man, came out yeah. with SteamWorld Quest, uh, which came out in 2019. And then SteamWorld Dig 2. Which, and SteamWorld Dig 2, which came out in between there. Sure. Uh, Quest was the most recent one. That was 2019. No word on if there's going to be another one, but I imagine there will. I like so. I think all these, these don't games, seem terribly expensive. And I think they all do okay. But and it, and they're, they're games that really pop on like uh, Steam sales yeah. or, or Game Pass, things where like, because these are small investment games. They're mm-hmm. not very long. Most of them like will probably take you five hours or less. Yeah, yeah. So they're pretty swift. Um, and so we get this game, this compilation collects two games. We have SteamWorld Heist and SteamWorld Dig. Those Which, are our two games. It's, it's kind of a shame that the Tower Defense, I don't know if the Tower Defense one is any good, but yeah. it's a shame that it, they didn't throw it on this collection. That'd be nice, just because like, people probably hadn't, experience that right one. and like you can do touchscreen functionality on the wii u sure. which since it was a dsi game i imagine that was part probably, of it probably yeah um because that and game there's is a just, camera on there too so yeah you could probably do everything a DSi that game is does. just a little bit lost to time i'm but. wondering if it's even on like the wii u store because they do have a couple of dsi mm, games on okay. there so i'm, I'm i'll want right. to look for that maybe uh i don't know i'm not big on tower defense no. games generally but i like this series it, it's a very fun world like it's very sort of clean and inviting and it's it's cartoony and 
Yeah, it manages to both be cartoony and cute and cool at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good little balance to strike. Um, so, yeah, we have two games on this compilation, so we'll talk about uh, both of them here. So okay, with, great. Sounds like a plan. I, think that makes I like sense, the way you right? had to work that out in your I'm head. Like, you You're know like, what? Okay. Uh, should we talk about both? Uh, okay, <laughs> oh, let's do it. Sure. Let's, do it. let's break the mold. Demand it. Yeah. Let's start with SteamWorld Dig. That's Good the thinking. first one to come chronologically. Man, so, you, you are just running a tight ship here. Man, like, uh, you keep uh, yeah, us right on track. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding a little pocket watch uh, yeah. like, my, like a train conductor. <laughs> So SteamWorld Dig is a action platformer kind of game. You are uh, tasked with doing a lot of digging. You've got a character named Rusty. He is a robot cowboy. He arrives in a small town called Tumbleton, and uh, he inherits a big sprawling mine from his long-lost Uncle Joe. Uh, (laughs) And now it is your job to explore these mines, harvest resources, fight bad guys, and continually upgrade your equipment by making stops back in the town up on the surface. So... Yeah, I know you didn't, you know, put these games together intentionally, but this game is a really interesting counterpoint with Terraria, I think, for both of our perspectives, because, like, you kind of do the same thing in this game that you do in Terraria. I actually kept (laughs) pressing the wrong button because I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That was the other game. You you are just digging. You dig, you get resources, and then you spend those resources to, like, upgrade your ability, but, like... This game's, I love this game. This game's it's, awesome. This game's like addictive and like yeah. I'm, I'm instantly in it because like maybe I imagine is, the same way that people who like Terraria feel like playing that game. I feel playing this game. I mean, it's, it's like incredibly straightforward and simple. Yeah. It like, does not have the same level of customization or anything like oh, that. No, but no, no, that's no. That's not what it's like, about. No, you just, uh, you're dropped in. In this game, uh, the dungeons are procedurally generated. They're not in the next one. So they, like they the, did. I think what it is, is there's this giant sort of cavern that's the majority of the game yeah with sort of different hardness of rocks like your pickaxe will initially just cut through sand but you can upgrade it and get farther and farther down and i think the layout of where sort of the item rooms are located changes from uh is procedurally generated but the actual like you know, boss rooms and where you go to get items are not procedurally generated. Yeah, like, there are little kind of uh, uh, pre-developed caves that you can explore. Which I think is a nice balance because, like, this game's short, and I I played it a while ago, but I kind of want to play it again. Yeah. And so it would be nice. It's kind of nice that they're not all in the same spot. And, like, your actual traversing around this cavern, you don't really do anything that interesting. But, no. like... The core gameplay loop is really satisfying because, yeah. like, you just dig, and they're very clearly labeled what um, sort of squares will have gems in them, and you collect these gems that are worth different amounts of money, and then you bring them back to the surface, and they will. You can spend them to upgrade your pickaxe and get um, upgrade your lamp. Your lamp kind of dictates yeah, you how long your, you can be underground. You have to monitor your lantern fuel. Yeah. Um, and then you just go back down and get more stuff and you can get a bigger ca- pouch to be able to carry more. And there it, are enemies in the game. They're uh-huh. usually like frozen as, as fossils. Little and you'll larvae. see them start like jiggling. Yeah. If you're able to break the block that they're in before they escape, then you'll get a little bonus point. Little, not, they give you be, lantern fuel. Yeah, you, they'll be like kill. a little kind of maggot looking monster that'll yeah. walk back and forth, easy enough to kill. And they the, the bosses, the enemies do get more complex as you go deeper. Yeah, as you get farther, I think that there's like some evil robot or something down there you yeah. need to clear out. It's... And you get, like, a very good variety of abilities in this game and sort of weaponry. Like, the first thing you get is sort of this speed booster that allows you to run and jump a little higher. You start with a very easy-to-use wall jump, which is essential so you don't get stuck down there. Which is really smart. You do also have a self-destruct option if you Mm. do get stuck, because it is possible to get stuck. Yeah, and then there's a hand drill, um, which is very fun to use. I mean, that's the great moment in this game is when you have to, like bust through rock that takes you like five pickaxe swings and uh-huh. you're like oh my gosh and then you go up to the top and you upgrade your pickaxe and, and then you just destroy it in one and you're like here we go it just instantly feels like satisfying yeah. you're just like oh man i'm gonna be covering so much ground yeah. i'm gonna be digging so deep it is weird like yeah it is weird how similar the mechanics are to terraria but it's just in service of like an arcadey kind of fast-paced uh uh OCD, it's scratching yeah. sort of adventure. Yeah, it's it's pretty low it just, stakes. It just holds your hand fun. a lot better, which yeah. it, again, it just feels weird to me going back to like feeling old that like 
I I would have thought when I was a kid I would have wanted someone to hold my hand. But yeah. Like now I want hand holding more than ever. Yeah. And also uh, I want hugs. Yeah. I just want more <laughs> like, hugs from people. Yeah. Um, whereas I guess I'm just I'm constantly impressed by the youth of today and their willingness to make their own fun. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I think that's the real joy of this game is it gives you very achievable short-term goals yeah to me that's what makes these kind of games addictive exactly where you're like okay i just need 50 and i'll go upgrade my pickaxe and then i can get you know i can get down to this next level cave and then you get to that cave and you're like oh i got a new ability now i can go a little farther and so it's that it's that one more uh excavation kind of uh uh, addictive (laughs) and so let's just go down one more time in some ways, like this game is almost does a, a favor by yeah. being very short. Yeah, because yeah. like you could really get sucked in and play this for a long time. You but, really could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's glad. It's good that it's simple. I played Steam World Dig Two, which is very, very similar mm-hmm. to this. Which uh, I should play because it was it, on Game Pass. Yeah. It, it was it was a quick and simple and just uh, endlessly fun. Uh, I think I finished it in like maybe two or three hours and then just kind of moved on with my life. But it was a lot of fun. And it, what's cool about this Steam World series is like. These games are kind of old. Like, this game's, like, yeah. 10 years old. Yeah, about that. And, like, I forget that because the graphics are so, I guess, competent in their, old, like... They're very clean. They're yeah. very clean. Like very clean this game, very, like, artistically direct. Like, it's clearly got a style, and it's got an aesthetic. And there's no aspect of it where you're like, oh, I wish that looked a little better. Because yeah. it just looks like the way it looks. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, even though this game, like gets re-released or put out on game pass like in the last couple years like it doesn't feel dated at all no it really doesn't yeah. and the same could be said i think for steam world heist yeah. which is a game that uh, we were not really exposed to before yeah. this but I've never uh, played but i am gonna start playing now pretty cool yeah. so in this one you play as a pirate captain uh what is her name it's piper faraday piper okay. faraday she's cool she's cool yeah, yeah she's uh, uh she's also a robot uh this is still this is taking place in outer space, but it's still very much got that Western vibe. Right. Like all the characters are still dressed like Western, and uh, your your hub is uh, an old timey saloon. It's kind of like I mean, it's it's basically Tatooine vibes. You yeah, know? yeah, lots of that. Uh, and you basically travel uh, throughout the universe. You jump on board ships and you try to take out all the bad guys on the ship and take their loot and go sell it and get better people. Yep. And Another very a, satisfying loop. Just, I, yeah. Just like uh, Steam will Big. In little like bite-sized chunks, yeah. you know? Yeah, because um, most of your missions here... I mean, I imagine they get longer as you go, but yeah. like most of these initial ones were maybe five to eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, about that. Uh, and this is a totally different gameplay style. This is a tactical RPG. So think like XCOM meets Worms a little bit. It's yeah, it's side scrolling XCOM. Yeah, basically, uh, you you get into cover. You have like uh, a range that you can move in. You can go outside that range, but, it would but then you're dashing again, similar similar to XCOM. Like if you run too far your character can't fire after, whereas if you sort of hop a short distance, yeah. then you can take cover or shoot, which is a great system. It it's works in XCOM, system. it works here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, Your goals here are always very simple. It's just usually like take out everybody on board or collect every piece of treasure on board. Uh, so, and the levels are not very big, so you're no. kind of just naturally going to explore every room. Exactly. Uh, you, know, you take cover behind barrels, you aim and shoot. There's a big ricochet mechanic in this, so a lot of your strategies can be based on how well you can aim your gun your gun has a little bit of drift uh-huh. by itself so it's uh you do need to kind of you know dial it in carefully but your captain can use sharpshooter guns which um have like a laser sight similar mm-hmm. to like when you do shitty and bust a move and they give right. you a little pity line yes and they're like okay oh, I, love that pity we'll get, line. Oh, I love the pity line yeah um and you know that can be fun too and right from the start you get a second crew member who has a shotgun yep which is not accurate, but shoots multiple bullets. Yeah, you don't get a so, pity line in that one. You right. just have to kind of hope. So for you best. can take out dudes from up close. There's a really cute feature where you can shoot dudes' hats off their heads and then steal the hats <laughs> yeah. and wear them on your own head, which are just uh, you know a a pickup for just visuals. Yeah, but it's it is still very cute as a as a little collectible and like. And the more missions you complete, the better your reputation gets, which means you can start recruiting different players into your squad, which means you can handle com- more complex uh, missions later on. It's it's a pretty clean ex- execution of the XCOM formula. Yeah, like, like these pretty- games and the, the this sort of SteamWorld vibe, what it, what it reminds me of kind of is, you know, for whatever you want to say, but like Blizzard has always been very good about making games 
that have a lot of complexity to them, mm-hmm. but really draw you in initially with like a clean presentation and very sort of simple mechanics that yeah. just throw you right in. And like, this is exactly the same thing. Like there's a very short initial, like cut cut scene to both of these games, but then they're like, all right, here you go. Yeah. Start digging or start rescuing crew members and getting loot. And then like, more gameplay elements are very naturally unfurled as you get farther. So like it's a really smooth progression yeah. and like you will it, you won't be playing this very long at all before you feel like you've got a really strong grasp of the yep. mechanics here. It's just a very well programmed fun little game. And like, um yeah, your character there is sort of light RPG elements. You'll find different guns mm-hmm. um that you can equip to your different crew members. And um, that will level up and get different abilities. Like our sort of second crew member got the ability to pay back, meaning like when he took damage, his next attack would do double damage. Mm-hmm. So you would kind of, you know, put him a little farther forward to be able to take a, do a little more of the bullet sponge. Yeah, you could shoot up cover if you need to, mm-hmm. like to get it out of the way. And like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed everything this game had to offer. Yeah, I don't know. It's, me too. It's, it's simple and straightforward, but it's a, a kind of game a gameplay style that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think anybody can kind of pick this up and get into it. Yeah, it, it it does definitely scratch that same XCOM itch, but like XCOM is not an easy game to play like for 10 minutes at a time. Exactly. Like, it, it if you play XCOM, out. it's a four-hour session. Exactly, like, and if you're pausing it, then you're going to kind of lose track of yep. everything you've been doing, you know? So this is a fun way to embrace that. I will criticize the collection part of this collection okay. because... This is basically just two games slapped together on the oh, same you, disc. Oh, you Steam World, yeah. There's no like, uh, there's no frills. There's no like bonus features. No anything, and you can't exit from one game and go back to the main menu and play the other game. You yeah, have to that's quit pretty out the bad. Entire file and start again. Yeah. So there's kind of like no effort or energy put into the collection part of this. I think both individual games are outstanding. Yep. I think uh, just the, the presentation leaves a little bit to be desired. But I That's say, a nitpick. Yeah, only the presentation of the collection itself, because yeah, I think the, the presentation of the individual great. games is it, great. It's just the packaging more than anything. Right. You know, and and for, I, I guess it's hard, because like, these games are both super available. Yeah. Um, and so this would be kind of a weird way to play it at this point. Yeah. Neither like It's kind of nice to have the... Uh, the gamepad works pretty well on SteamWorld Dig because there's a little map that's always there and an inventory. Yeah, you can which, throw away supplies. Which I remember yeah. being on the 3DS as well. Um, yeah, but like to have to insert a disc for games like this feels a little odd. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I got no complaints and I'm really excited to go home and play uh, SteamWorld Heist. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, it, I'm probably going to, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, it's a good kind of game to have like in hand while you're watching a movie or something and just have something to kind of occupy yourself. Like, Did SteamWorld Heist um, have, I, I mean, imagine you can play on the gamepad itself, right? Like, yeah, I believe fully, so. Okay, but yeah. it didn't default to that. It didn't default what to that. What was on, I forgot what was on the gamepad for SteamWorld Heist. Nothing. It was just a black screen. Okay. So I was, I I was, so, I was so engaged just... by the action on the TV. Yeah, yeah, so. I think you could just switch it to the other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty easily. So, um, yeah, do we have anything else to say about these games? Mm, I think no. we can uh, move on to our rankings. Each week we are ranking the games that we have just played, adding them to our master list. I will start off with mm-hmm. ranking Terraria underneath Cod Blops 2. <laughs> That's Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which has kind of been my default spot for games that like are fine but just don't sure. really do much for me. Uh, that would put it at number 40. Uh, which overall, which is quite a bit lower than Minecraft, but I think that's also like, there's a derivativeness of Terraria too, that we kind of need to address as well. Like it's pretty much the same game. That's Uh, that's fair. The steam world collection. Uh, I'm glad I don't need to rate these separately because I think they're both great in their own little, uh, regard. I am putting this at number 13. Uh, that's right below Sonic and all stars racing transform. So, uh, really good, really good little games. Like I, I, I think it lost a couple points just because, the presentation is a little lax, and like you said, there's no really compelling reason to play this on the Wii U when yeah. it's so available everywhere else. And it's like super cheap. There's like I think there's a Steam sale going on right now. I bet you could get like all the Steam World games for like ten bucks. Oh, probably. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's they're just high quality games. Yeah. They're just really excellent, and really well done, and a lot of fun to play. Yeah, totally with you. Um, I'm pretty similar in my placements. Um, my Terraria is going behind Twilight Princess, which I think is like number 36 or something okay. around there, which I don't know. I 
I regret my Twilight Princess choices, but uh, <laughs> it's it's like one or two back from Minecraft. Um, just because it, it, it is very much like you play, you can play Terraria and enjoy it, and you can play Minecraft and enjoy it. But like, if you're not in the pocket, there's just not much there. Exactly, and I'm definitely not in the pocket. Um, I am totally in the pocket for the SteamWorld games, um, especially Heist. I mean, I love Dig and I played through it, but now I'm really excited about Heist. Yeah. Um, I'm putting it number nine on my list, which is right behind Game & Wario um, and ahead of Shovel Knight. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Yeah. No, similar, similar. Battle vibes. of the Battle of the Diggers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, yeah, this game actually better digging game than Shovel Knight. For, which for all which this also was not a digging yeah, game. Yeah, Shovel Knight kind of disappointing in its digging mechanics. Yeah, like, yeah. For, the shovel is kind of arbitrary. It yeah. could be anything. Um, but, and really the only thing kind of holding this behind game in Wario is like that game was kind of built around the Wii U. Yeah. And, and this is just good games that you can play it just on anything appears on the Wii U. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But definitely check them out. Absolutely. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. You can find us, uh, pretty much wherever, uh, on, your, on your Wii U, you can download our, us uh, listen uh, on your gamepad. Uh, if you find us, uh, give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, that always helps us out or Apple podcasts as they're called. <laughs> Uh, next week, tune in. We got a couple of mini game compilations for you. One of them is called Wii Sports Club, which is the uh, successor to Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Also a big a deli- game, a delicious sandwich. Also, Rabbids Land. Uh, we are checking in with those rascally rabbits ah. uh, from the Rayman series, and uh, we're seeing what kind of wacky mini game compilations they have for us. So tune in next time. Uh, It's probably going to be real hot and sweaty in my apartment before we're playing uh, Wii Sports. So I'm not going to be doing a lot of tennis. Sure. I'm assuming there's tennis on there. It it would be crime if there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Can you dig it? I got steam heat. I got steam heat. I got steam heat. But I need your love. Keep away the cold I got Steam heat I got Steam heat I got Steam heat But I can't get warm Without your hand to hold The radiator's hissing Still I need you kissing To keep me from freezing each night I got a hot water bottle But nothing I got Will take the place of you Holding me tight 